Hello, and welcome to the Brain Mastery Podcast, brought to you by ABI Wellness. This series features renowned experts on brain injury, brain health, and rehabilitation. Be sure to visit abiwellness.com for more resources. All right. Welcome back to the Brain Mastery Podcast, coming to you from Vancouver, BC, and the wonderful province of Ontario, but I don't know specifically where Shannon's coming from, specifically in Ontario. Where, whereabouts are you today? Hi, Mark. I'm in Innisfil, Ontario. We're very close to Barrie, Ontario, here, a bit north of uh, Toronto, for those who okay. definitely know Toronto. Yes, about an <laughs> Every, hour, an hour north. Knows Everyone okay, knows Toronto. An hour north. <laughs> an hour north. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Well, today's guest on the podcast is Shannon Orr. And, you know, she's a, a clinical supervisor, uh, occupational therapist. She's received a, an award of excellence in brain injury rehabilitation in 2019. Congratulations for that. And we're going to go into a little bit more of, of how that came to be. She's somebody that works with the complex injury rehab group in the province of Ontario. She's done a lot already in her career. And I think there's a lot more she still wants to do. So we, we, we look forward to learning a little bit more about what brought her to occupational therapy, what inspires her to continue to improve outcomes for those that she serves, and everything in between. So Shannon, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. Is there anything I missed in your bio? Anything you'd like to add into the bio? Just for the... Yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually a maritimer and uh, happy to be here on the other side of the country. And I'm in Ontario, but my heart is in the Maritimes. That's where I had gone to university at Dalhousie in Halifax and then made my way here about 20 years ago. So I've been here almost longer than I had been for no- in Nova Scotia, but it's still where my heart is and uh, coming across the country, bringing together different perspectives here in Ontario is exciting. And so I had finished my education piece, or I guess it's in the beginning of the chapter of occupational therapy in 2006, I guess, would have been when I finished at University of Toronto and began my journey as an occupational therapist. So I've been practicing for almost 15 years and with complex injury for 12 of those years. So. Um, Our focus has been primarily in the brain-based education, and and that has really paved our way to where we are today, which is great. Wonderful. I mean, you talk a little bit about the the work and, you know, occupational therapy. You know, for the listeners here, you know, these are typically other clinicians. They could be physiotherapists, other OTs, physiatrists. Uh, community support workers and everything in between, but also you know individuals that may have suffered a brain injury or or trying to find access to services that that may be able to help them. Tell us a little bit more about what brought you to occupational therapy, even a little bit more about your work and and what kind of inspires you um, as an occupational therapist in this space of really looking at you know brain injury rehabilitation. Absolutely, I. I started my career as a therapeutic recreation specialist. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to play. I wanted to have fun and help people along the way. However, I started my career in Halifax and 
came to Ontario with a job offer, which is what brought me to Ontario. And I was working at Bloorview Kids Rehab at the time. And I kept watching what the occupational therapists were doing. And they were so ingrained in function and reducing limitations and looking at increasing that quality of life piece for people. And it was much more respected in that realm of a career choice in in my perceived eyes at that moment. So I wanted, I kept gravitating to what the OTs were doing. What are you guys doing? How are you advancing this person? How are you implementing? And there was just more room to grow. And I think that's what led me in that direction. And I applied all around the province wanting to stay in Ontario because Nova Scotia, they didn't have a master's program yet. So it kind of continued to lead me to a life of in Ontario, which wasn't my intention at first. And I just kind of fell into brain injury. I kept gravitating to this area and there's so much to be learned and so much to, as an industry as well, there's not a lot. It was a long road in terms of still teaching people and teaching ourselves about brain injury and how we can help others. And every brain injury was so different. It was always intriguing. Every day was different, no matter what the injury and how complex it was from, from a mild traumatic brain injury, right up to severe. It was always kept me on my toes. And it was just a a hunger for more learning at that point that kept bringing me and stringing me along in this and complex injury really fed into that. And we're always evolving and always learning more and always educating ourselves in more in terms of this area. So trying to work towards experts in this area. Oh, for sure. And for those listening, you know, complex injury rehab is, is really well known throughout Ontario, but also, you know, it's got national recognition and uh, they really specialize in taking on, it's right in the name, uh, some of the more complex, challenging, you know, kind of cases. And, you know, something that really struck me a, a, about this organization and Shannon was really the systems-based approach that was taken and, and is taken, not only just with assessment, there's a great background in assessment, but, but also with deploying the appropriate clinical resourcing to enable improved function and quality of life. So right away, we kind of hit it off because we're, the, the, there's this real interest in that in a way that really enables access to better care. So, you know, what, when, you, when you think about this work that, that you're doing and kind of for people that are listening, what would a main message be, you know, that you want people to hear that you feel like maybe they don't hear enough? And maybe since, you know, we, whenever we have a real expert with us, it's always good to pick their brain and have them share some of their wisdom. So what would a main message be for those that are listening around the world of brain health and just generally? I think we want to really focus on that strategic and systematic approach to brain-based therapy. I mean, there's a lot out there. A lot of people are claiming to be concussion therapist, but we want to make sure that we're using that research-based approach and trying to always implement that therapeutic technique coupled with new technologies and new information and new research that's coming towards us. We want to really capitalize on that neuroplasticity and tap into the area of the brain that and utilize that in the treatment sessions and and use it in a in a way that makes sense 
and meet the client where they're at and find that just right challenge. If it's too easy, you're not going to see advancement and progression. Mm. If it's too hard and too complex, you're not. So you really have to work together to find that flow of treatment and find what really works with the client. I love that answer. And, and that's a real science and an art, right? Uh, to be able to it find really the is. appropriate level can be really challenging because, uh, you know, in your work, you would see a lot of different comorbidities related to, say, a concussion, right? Absolutely. And I, and I love that you said flow, like, oh, my God, please keep talking. Yeah, absolutely. And so it is it is really important. And we have to make sure that the client is therapy ready and at the right stage of recovery in terms of being able to use the techniques and use the skills and apply it to their day-to-day. That, that level of readiness is very, very important to be able to really progress through their injury and their level of recovery because you can present all you want. You can educate a client at the beginning levels or the end levels. If they're, if they're not at that readiness stage, they're, they're not going to retain the information. They're not going to apply it to their lives. So they really need to be in that state of readiness for the next step, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just curious, you know, for people that you have worked with or know of that have been told, you know what, there's not really a program for you yet that that's available. You know, you're, you're struggling with these deficits and, you know, we're just going to take it real slow. We're not going to get any real improvement. In fact, we're not even going to try. Um, I'm sure you've seen many cases like that. For those that are listening that might be in a similar situation, are there little tidbits that you could share or maybe even a personal story of working with a client that might help to inspire some hope um, for those? Hope, that's exactly. And it's the loss of hope that's very upsetting in, in a therapy situation and a therapeutic relationship when a client reaches that point of, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to maintain, I'm just going to try to to live my day to day with the symptoms where I'm at now. And I have a client in my head that I worked with for years, and we had a great working relationship. She was the most ideal client. She followed all the rules. She did all her homework. She tried everything we threw at her. And, and a shortfall of, of the therapy team as well as we're trying to, everyone means well, but everyone's pulling at her in every different direction. And it may not be the best approach, but as we learn more and as we know the brain better and how to apply, it's amazing now to look back to say, I'd love to go back and say, look, there's something for you. There's a program that you can engage in that's targeting the right aspects of the brain using that neuroplasticity approach to advance no matter what age of recovery or how many years post injury that they are, give this a try and throw yourself in wholeheartedly with a structured and a structured approach, but also that therapeutic rapport and, and attention that they need along the way. And I can guarantee you'll see improvements in some way, shape or form. And so it, it comes back to that hope and that loss of hope that we see in years post-accident. And this gives a new revived hope and, and uh, an approach that can be implemented even years post-accident, which is exciting. I love it. 
Oh my God. You know, rewind that one. If you're listening at home and just know that here's somebody who's, who's doing the work with a significant caseload who has seen this time and time again happen. You know, there, there is a reason for hope and, you know, something that we're excited about together to work on is, is in, in a particular population of people that might have a history of brain injury and, and cognitive dysfunction. Uh, you know, it's, it's exciting because until recently in a well-scaled way that actually takes good care of the clinician too, you know, it's, it's been hard to access those kind of programs that could inspire that kind of hope. So it's really exciting for us together to start to work on on developing uh, out this program in your region. So that's, that's really exciting. And, and thank you so much for those words, Shannon. No problem. And I think that's just it, all, the all access approach and being able to, and I think that's what I really hope for as a clinician to be able to offer this well-packaged research-based program that can be received, whether you're young or old, rich or poor, any race, religion, and whatever stage of recovery you're in, to be able to engage in something that is meaningful to them and us and outlined and supported in that research, I think it'll it'll make a big difference in our world for sure. No question. No question. I'm just excited, you know, you know, I'm, I'm curious, like, when you think about your work and, and, and all that you do, you know, surely underneath that, you're extremely driven, you're extremely successful. And you're really just getting started in some ways. When you think about, you know, occupational therapy and brain injury, if you had the crystal ball and could kind of shape the vision of the future, you know, what would you want that to look like if you, in, the, in the world of kind of brain health, brain injury and occupational therapy? I want there to be a common knowledge of this. I still feel like we're in, in some ways in the underground railway and we're a secret in terms of uh, recovery after brain injury. There's so much that's still unknown from the general public in terms of what can be done and what should be done. And I feel like a lot of people are still suffering in silence, not sure the questions to ask or where to turn or there's, other members of the healthcare team, including some of us as well, who don't have all the answers. But it would be amazing if this was just common knowledge of what to do. You have a brain injury, now you do X, Y, and Z, because it, it isn't. I think there's a lot of floundering that happens until they find that just right challenge for them. So my wish would be a common approach that was consistent and that worked for people and to be able to have a road to recovery that was a normalized approach and research-based, but everybody had the answers when asked if you're working in the industry. And I don't think that's always the case. No, and I, I think that's part of why you know, I really respect your work is that you, you, you feel that in, in each conversation, each dialogue, each question that's asked is how, how do we make this work more accessible? How do we increase, you know, the access to the education of what mm -hmm. can be possible so that when this happens, you know, because strokes are just going to keep happening, sadly. Absolutely. And, and so are brain, other, you know, traumatic brain injuries. So how do we help to inform those in the acute care network <laughs> about yes. what from the what beginning really help? Yes. And in the community, because that's what we're seeing more and more there. They feel secure and connected and 
in the hospital system and then they come into the community and they're lost. They don't have the answers. They don't have the rehab. And it, when they do find the rehab, it's unaffordable and unattainable. So this makes it more tangible. And there's a, a start and an end in some way, right? There's a package deal here. Try this. It, it will hopefully work. I mean, we can't guarantee any approach, but right. we feel good about this wonderful. one. No, that's wonderful. And, you know, if, if, um, you know, if any of you are out there struggling, you know, we'll, we'll provide, you know, contact info for Shannon uh, towards the end here, but, you know, really listen to that, that message is that there, there are innovation is happening and it is in the community. It's, it, it, you know, you, you need to understand that opportunities to engage in programs that could help you to change your own life. They're there, you know, and I think we know this pretty well in, in physical therapy. I think there's a lot of talk about that in PT uh, mm-hmm. But in OT, I feel like there is a lot of good things already going on. And there's, there's a lot of innovation kind of coming, uh, coming soon, which is really exciting. Yeah. And the buy-in there for physio. OT is still very un- unknown. And it's still, mm. you know, we're plugging along. We're getting more well-known throughout the, our country and province. But it isn't in the, the forefront of people's thought, you know, you have a broken bone and then you're recovering. It makes sense to go to physiotherapy, but what do I do when I have a concussion? And the physiotherapists are doing a great job of starting that concussion programming as well. But I always feel like they have so much on their plate already. They're, how, how can they do everything? And more of that jack of all trades um, approach isn't always working, but the occupational therapy approach to to rehab is really looking at everything else. What does life look like at home and in the community? And how do you increase function? How do you increase that socialization piece? How do you get back and reconnect with your spouse and your friends and your family? And that piece is lost. There is so much more that comes out of a brain injury and the change is real. And it's not always an easy road to go down. So I feel like occupational therapy are positioned in a way that really tackles all areas of your life and not just the injury itself, because everything else is impacted as a result. No, I love it. And when I think about one thing, you know, and I think I know what it could be, is I think there really has to be a further awareness of the impact that an occupational therapy based approach can have on outcomes, you know, I think that, I think what you said there is really, really well-founded. I think a lot of people don't understand what OT is and can be. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, you know, you know, here's another opportunity for you to just run with this is, you know, like if, if you, if you want to change one thing um, related to that, what would you want that to be around this, the whole world of OT? And, and even if you wanted to go into, because I think it'd be interesting uh, and, and would add a lot of value for the listeners. Like what is a skills-based versus capacity-based approach to occupational therapy? Cause I think, I think when people understand that more, I think they will really understand the value and need for OT better. That, that's why yeah. I asked that question. And occupational therapy is so hard to even describe even 15 years in, it's still very difficult to put in a nutshell there's just because we look at at everything from 
you know, bathing and dressing, equipment, safety in the home. We look at that cognition piece at from, you know, the compensatory strategies, but we also work on the the rudimentary and that skills-based approach to improving so the compensatory strategies aren't required. So there's still, I mean, you can be an OT that just focuses on home safety and equipment and, and not even addressing the other piece. So it's very important that you find the, the occupational therapist who has that additional training and the additional, additional experience because there's just so many aspects of occupational therapy our skill set is broad and it's not possible to specialize in all areas, but we're trained in all of these pieces. And um, it's important that you really look for the clinic and the professional that has that skills-based approach to that neuroplasticity piece in the brain injury world and being able to support that with the experience and the training that comes along with it. School doesn't stop when you leave university. There's a lot more training that comes along with that with conferences and training programs following that. So an, an OT is not an OT. Unfortunately, we do have a vast array of experience and you just have to find the right one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, it's, OT is a, covers a very, very wide range of interdisciplinary approach is not multidisciplinary but interdisciplinary meaning working together not not in not in silos and you know I'm always interested when, when I get the chance to talk with with really intelligent people like is there one or two kind of books that have helped to shape your philosophy around rehabilitation absolutely I'm not much of a reader these days unfortunately <laughs> at least not for leisure but I have, there's some books that have really touched my heart over the years. And I, I do tell anyone who will listen. I mean, Norman Doigie is is kind of the, our guru in the industry. And I do follow him pretty closely. But I have read a book called The Ghost in My Brain by Clark Elliott. And mm. it's his recount after injury. And he puts together... a a recount of his recovery 10 years post and it's chilling to read and it's just I read it in in chunks to clients we we read it in sessions because it talks about real life scenarios that people go through that aren't able to articulate how they're doing and how they're experiencing that moment and he found a way to articulate the symptoms of a brain injury and what that true cognitive fatigue and that hitting a wall feels like when your batteries have just run out. And I, I, I use it in my, in my practice. I use it in, in meeting with new clients. I describe our, our pacing approach and being able to live day to day with a lot of the, the words and a lot of the advice and a lot of the explanations from that, that book. It, it really has shaped how, I treat, but also to relate a little bit better because I'll never truly understand what somebody's going through. I can say, you know, most of my clients over the last 15 years have had a brain injury of some sort and they present in different ways every time. But I feel like this brought me a little bit closer to being able to understand and to empathize and sympathize with what somebody's going through on a day-to-day basis after experiencing a brain injury. That's awesome. And we'll make sure that we have um, 
you know, links in the podcast so that people can understand where to find uh, uh, that book. Um, and Norman Doidge is relatively well known. Just just Google him. You'll find. a Yeah, lot, but... you'll find he has lots. Absolutely. <laughs> for sure. So for people who are, you know, they're listening, this message is really resonated for them. You know, they're looking for a clinician. They're looking for programs. They're looking for that, that keyword. You keep mentioning neuroplastic based programs. How do people get a hold of you and access some of the support that you offer at Complex Injury? So you can find me on our website, Complex Injury Rehab. There is a great synopsis of our team and what the experience we have there. There's a little photo and bio for everyone that works at our um, growing team at Complex Injury Rehab. We access um, most areas in Ontario. So that would probably be the best way mm-hmm. to, to reach me through our info site through there. That's perfect. And, you know, th- this is a, a comprehensive team. I know uh, Heather quite well, who uh, is, uh, you know, the, the VP of the team. And, it, you know, they're doing really important work in the community with a real focus on outcomes. So, you know, if you're interested in learning, you know, more and, and getting access to some great care, you know, please, I do encourage you to check out Complex Injury. And again, there will be a link uh, in the show notes here. So Shannon, any kind of final parting words that you'd want people to understand or, or just leave them with? I think I, I need to reiterate that the hope and keep advocating for yourself, even when you feel like no one else understands and no one around you kind of gets what you're going through. And I feel like a lot of people get to the point where they're actually questioning their injuries. It's not visible. They can't see the injuries, but it impacts their day-to-day from a fatigue perspective, from a pain perspective, from comprehension, you know, connections with your family and friends. Keep advocating, keep looking for the people that get it and understand what you're going through to be able to put it in a systematic approach to be able to not only tolerate what you're going through, but but help you on a, a road to recovery. That's awesome. Again, thank you so much for the work that you do, Shannon. Thank you for your time today. And uh, we'll so have much. to do this again at some, Absolutely. At some point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Mark. Thank we'll you. talk soon. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the Brain Mastery Podcast brought to you by ABI Wellness. Be sure to follow us on social media channels at ABI Wellness. The statements made regarding the Bears platform and ABI Wellness have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of the Bears platform has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. The Bears platform is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice.